welcome back to the Law of Attraction Tribe podcast. I'm your host, Stephanie Keith, and today we are going to be doing another interview with another author. And don't worry, I'm going to get back to my solo episodes very soon. Um, June is always a busy month in my house. We have a lot of birthdays, so I really like to allow myself to relax and just enjoy the month, enjoy my birthday month, and I'll get back to it uh, very soon. But if you have not yet joined the Manifest It Now app, get in there. We started at the beginning of the year with the Inner Tribe and the Book Club. Both of them you can access in the map in the app. And it has been life-changing, like completely life-changing. One of the things that I really wanted to focus on manifesting this year was surrounding myself with a community of high vibe, goal-oriented women, people that would support me, people that would cheer me on because I've been doing this for a long time, you guys, and it is so much easier when you have a group of people supporting you in your corner, helping you, giving you advice, going through all the stuff with you. It's a game changer and things have been manifesting so much easier and so much faster for me and I really attribute it to that. Um, so if you haven't yet joined one of the Zooms or caught the replay, get in there. If you can make it to the Zoom, do so. We talk about our limiting beliefs. We talk about the stuff that comes up. We talk about our goals. This is like coaching every week that you have access to. And if you don't have access to a lot of really high vibe people in your real life, this is a great opportunity to start surrounding yourself with people that are going to help you level up. So you can access all of it, everything inside the Manifest It Now app. It's totally worth it. And Sharon is one of the people who is in the app, who's a part of the inner tribe. And we connected a while ago and she is just absolutely lovely. Another author and you're going to love this interview. So without further ado, here is Sharon Halliday. All right. Today we have a special guest, Sharon Halliday, all the way from Australia that is joining us. She is a best-selling author. Sharon, thank you so much for joining the podcast. Thank you for having me. This is a real um, wow moment. Um, I've been telling all of my Aussie friends about it and I'm even wearing my little infinity symbol earrings today. I like that. Beautiful. Yeah. Yeah, You know, it's so funny because I get messages every day from uh, people in Australia and there's just a, a connection there and I've, I've never been but one of these days I'm gonna go so I'll let you know when I do but um I just think it's so cool that we can be connecting across the world from one another so um so much fun but you know you're a fellow author and um you know with my book just coming out I I love connecting with other people and kind of hearing their story oh, and journey okay. <laughs> you have I've got it here oh with me. <laughs> I take it everywhere now. So exciting. <laughs> I know you, yeah, you wrote the nicest testimonial and I was like, it just made my day. I was like, oh my gosh, I'm, I, it just, I like lit up and was in such a high vibe space from that. So I really appreciate it. Thank you for sending it's, that. It's um, definitely been a, a case of the mutual admiration society the last few weeks for us, I think. And um, I was thinking about this, that that whole zone of appreciation that we have had, I think, I know from my own, from my own perspective, has been creating more manifestations and feel good vibes. So Mm -hmm. I think there's, 
that's a lot of what you talk about in the book. So, oh yeah, absolutely. I know it's so interesting because it's like showing appreciation for someone, you know, it doesn't cost anything, but I feel like it doesn't only give so much to that person. I feel like it gives so much to you. Like every time I put something out there that's positive, I feel like I get more in return for it. You know, it just raises my vibration. And they actually, um, the researchers at Harvard that are studying happiness, uh, found that things like that, like little acts of kindness are one of the key things that happy people do every single day. And so obviously you're always giving it, you're always commenting really nice things and it just, it always makes my day, but anyhow, enough about me. (laughs) Let's hear all about you. I want to hear a little bit about your background for everyone listening, um, that, you know, hasn't heard of you yet and, um, hasn't read your book yet. Um, and just kind of let us know like how you got on this path to becoming a best-selling author. Well, it starts a long way back. So about three decades ago and a little bit when I was around 11 years old, um, I entered a, a writing competition at school and here in Australia, we have a famous, um, po- we, we love our bush poets. And I entered the Henry Lawson writing competition and I won an award. And it was just this little poem that I wrote, um, you know, from the veranda of my nan's house. And actually back then what I used to do is because I grew up on a cherry orchard, mm-hmm. I would take a backpack and, and a packed lunch and a a notepad and a pencil and I would just go to the furthest corner of this cherry orchard and I would sit on the red cherry dirt and I would just scribble about like whatever came into my head. So writing was I guess a big part of my life even as a young person. My nan used to buy me um, Enid Blyton and LM Montgomery books. Um, The Anne of Green Gables series was a big part of my life growing up. And so getting into writing was, I guess, a natural transition, although I didn't recognise it until I won this award. And I guess things started ticking over like, oh, wow, maybe, you know, maybe I could be a writer, whatever that is. Um, And then a few years later, as my parents' um, business grew, so we had these uh, these cherry orchards and back in the 80s, there was some really strict Um, fruit standards that came in place and so suddenly all these beautiful cherries that maybe had a little bruise or a little um, nick on them they they suddenly couldn't be sold in the fresh fruit market so long story short my dad decided to put in a jam factory and um, I began writing for uh, tourism awards so my writing then started to develop into these kind of report-based writing Um, but I've always really I guess loved writing and then so fast forward a few years ago, so we've been, my husband and I and our, our family have been living on um, in the south coast of New South Wales at Batemans Bay and we had to move out to Griffith so he could become a detective. And while I'm out there, I, you know, a few months into our, you know, new home and our new place, I go to the local um, swimming pool there and I sit and I'm talking to another mother and we're watching our kids play and we suddenly realise that our kids are best friends at school, but we had never crossed paths as Mm mums. And she starts asking me all of these questions about what I do and I tell her about, you know, my Reiki practice, healing from the heart and I talk about how I do um, angel card readings and all that sort of stuff 
and she was really intrigued. And so she said, would you like to have a column in the local paper? I'm the editor of the local paper. And Monique, to her credit, just, you know, I was just um, floored. And I, I basically said, where do I sign? Like, this is, you know, at that stage I had a blog. So I was writing and, you know, sporadically getting it out there to the world. But really it was more about the writing journey for myself. And um, she, yeah, so she kind of, took a chance on me and it was such a moment. And, you know, this is how a really good example of how manifestations kind of come about when you kind of take that inspired action. So I just, you know, I jumped at it because it felt like it was one of the highest natural highs of my life. It was mm -hmm. such a bliss moment. And so, you know, I'm having my own column called Ask Sharon. And I go home and I was on a bit of a high and then that the early hours, so that was on the Saturday and on the early hours of the Monday morning, I woke up with this amazing idea to do an introductory column and how I would introduce myself to the community, um, to the city and the surrounds, the city of Griffith out in uh, regional New South Wales. So I, I started, you know, basically belting out these words in an email and as I'm, as I'm typing, there's an email come through from her to say, hey, how about you do an introductory column for me? <laughs> and I was like, it's okay. It's already done. Wrote itself. Wow. So I guess, you know, it, it, it started with the columns. It started with me being a columnist for a local paper, answering questions from the public about all sorts of topics. And, uh, you know, people would write in a question about their health, relationships, money, and I would answer it initially with my card readings. And then I would get all these ideas of how to give them this sort of practical advice. Mm -hmm. And I'd grab a quote from Oprah or Deepak and voila, there was a, a column created. Um, so to get to the book, a year later, I realised after doing these columns, there's some, some really universal themes and messages in this. It covers a lot of different topics. And so I got permission from, um, you know, Fairfax, the, the newspaper, and, and was able to put that into a book and then that created messages from the heart, 39 answers to your life questions. So that is so incredible. I have so much that I want to dive into here. So first of all, when you were a child, um, it sounds like your family was very supportive of this, you know, sort of passion you had for writing. And I just want to touch on that because I've had my, my oldest daughter, that's 12 years old on the podcast a few times. And, you know, we've, we've touched on it a little bit, but just how important that is in really like helping kids build confidence around the thing that they're meant to do. Because I feel like at some point in your childhood, it does come out like it does, like you're naturally drawn to it. But a lot of times in our society, I feel like it's kind of like shut down at some point, you know, it's like, okay, now it's time to get serious and like focus on get college, a get a real <laughs> job. That's not going to pay the bills. So I think that's really cool that your family was supportive of that and like encouraging of it. And I just think like for parents out there that are listening to kind of take um, note of that. And if there's something that your child is just naturally interested in or inclined to do, you know, just support that a little bit and let them go wild with it because you never know what it's going to bloom into. So I think that's absolutely beautiful that you started with that. Um, and then, you know, meeting this other mom, you know, it's like a chance meeting that ended up 
getting you this position to write for this paper. And, you know, looking back at my life and the most incredible things that I've manifested, I found come in that kind of a form. It's like something I never could have anticipated or planned out that just by chance happened and led to my manifestation. So, I mean, do you find that too, with the different things you manifest that it's like, you can't like looking back, you never could have predicted the steps. Absolutely. Um, you, you, you absolutely nailed it because I, um, you know, and I think to myself, imagine if I had have let my logical mind talk me out of that situation. Mm-hmm. Like my, my emotions took over and I was, in, as I said, I was in this bliss bubble. Um, so I, I kind of knew that this is a, this is a green light. This is a go ahead moment and yes. completely changed the trajectory of the rest of my life that that moment mm-hmm. um and, and that and that's how they they come they come like this and then also writing that first column imagine if I'd also just said man like it's nothing no big deal and then I wouldn't have had that same feeling when I got her you know her request um and you know I've had it happen a few other times where like one in particular I was going for this competition to go and um attend a billy ocean concert and i just felt in my heart you've got you can win this you know and it was such Mm -hmm. a it was such a gonna be such a cool moment you know so i've written it on a post-it note and i've put it in a little box and i've surrendered it to the universe and and i won and it was (laughs) it's it's so true i love that yeah, I find that, you know, when those moments come, you've got to, um, you've got to embrace them and, and I guess recognize them for what they are, that this is the, the universe's way of directing you in, you know, in a direction. As you say, if you look back, you could never have predicted or created that moment for yourself. And I think that's a really good message because one of the things I was thinking of leading up to this is, I think where a lot of us sort of trip ourselves up sometimes with manifestation is that we can't possibly conceive we're we're stuck in the how, how -hmm. is this going to happen? How am I going to create a million million dollars in my business? How am I going to leave my nine to five? How am I going to, um, you know, whatever your dream is, fill in the blank. Yep. And that can really, I guess, block it before it's even got started. Absolutely. I, that's what I try to tell people all the time is to let go of the how, because it's those chance meetings. It's the things that you cannot see that will show up for you. If you just have that faith. And I want to highlight something that you said, because I think it's like one of the most important things that I love the way you said it was like, you had these emotions that felt really good. And you paid attention to that. It's like, you're, you're very in tune with your intuition. And I feel like your intuition, it's like your internal GPS that shows up and kind of guides you with your feelings. Like if something feels really exciting and good, then you should trust it. But you were able to trust that a lot of people, like you said, like they will get in their head and they'll think logically, how am I going to, you know, how is this going to play out? or the feeling of not being enough comes up too. It's like writing for this paper, you know, I'm sure that there could be all these uh, limiting beliefs. Like, who am I to do that? What if people judge me? Um, Did you have any of that coming up for you? You know, I did. There was, I guess it got taken over by this um, path that kind of was forging ahead of me. And I was, I was, the ship had sailed and I was on it. (laughs) I Um, love that. You made up your mind. I, I was committed 
Mm-hmm. And it didn't mean that, you know, every time, like every week I had to create the best 350 words I could come up with. Mm-hmm. And half the time the battle was editing it so that I could get it to the, right. the word limit, <laughs> mm-hmm. um, which is a good problem to have. For yeah, writers. absolutely. Um, but, you know, I guess I, ha- I did have to do a lot of my own inner work as those things came up. And, you know, that's happened more and more now. You know, I've recently done... NLP training and and hypnosis and other things and I've always had my Reiki um, practice I guess behind mm-hmm. me and this this undeniable belief that the universe has my back and that, that mm-hmm. there's so I've always been a believer but that doesn't mean I don't still have doubts and even at that time like that was a big thing to be putting you know putting yourself out there to this community that I just moved to a few months before they didn't know me after I you know it's, it was a big thing and after I started doing the columns I actually had people coming up to me recognizing me in the street and saying oh I love you know a lot of these little old ladies who would come up and say oh I love that <laughs> column you wrote about um you know women juggling and back in my day and and then someone would say oh you really helped me there was one lady who came up to me um I'll never forget and she just said the column I wrote about money changed things for her in her mindset and she was able to see where her negative belief system had been continually creating I guess drama and um, taking her away from all these positive potential manifestations and how money is about this exchange of its flow and it's it's you know the money itself is just a means to an end like it's but it's about energy and about mm-hmm. that emotion we right. talked about. So, you know, yeah, I had doubts and fears, but I really had to, I guess, rein them in. And also, you know, I get over the years, I've got pretty good at looking at what those limiting beliefs uh, are doing mm-hmm. and pulling in on all my tools and practices to really, sometimes it's a case of wrestling it to the ground. Yeah. Other times it's like, going out under a full moon and surrendering it and just mm-hmm. going, you know, guys, I need help. Oh, <laughs> I can't I do, do that every on, full moon. <laughs> I can't do this on my own. I need help. Yeah. You know, and I think it's like you have awareness of it. And I think that's so important. It's like just having the awareness that all this is, is a limiting belief and I can let it go is so incredibly powerful. And it's like, all these people, you know, if you look at anyone that you really admire, that's been successful, it's like, they all have these doubts and fears and limiting beliefs. I mean, every human being does, but they made the decision. And and that's what I feel like with you. It's like the second you heard about this column, you made the decision, like I'm doing it, I'm going all in. And it's amazing how much can shift when you just decide, you just make up your mind. And then it's like, you still have the fears and the doubt and everything, but it's not taking over your life. You're not going down this deep, dark tunnel. You can move forward. And you know, it all starts with just making up your mind that like, I'm going for this. I feel it. It feels right. I'm doing it. Yeah. And I think the other part of that is sometimes it's not just our own that I've always had, I guess, a bit of that strong self-belief, but I've also had my fair share of naysayers around me too. Yes, I've had support from my family and 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 great friends and other people in my life, but there have been some times where I've had people openly um, question, I guess, that the path that I was on. And I realised looking back, that was just their own fears and insecurities. But at the time, that can be really challenging because it can really start to turn you know, that whole, that whole um, 
I guess, inner fortitude and you start to, to maybe get a bit shaky. Oh, yeah. And so I guess, you know, it's how you handle those interactions as well mm-hmm. because, um, you know, we sometimes do put a lot of emphasis on other people's approval depending on how close they are to us in our lives. And yeah. I had to really overcome that time and time again. Oh yeah. I feel like, I feel like everyone has that to some degree, whether it's coworkers or family members or neighbors, whatever. And, and I, that was my whole, the whole basis for starting the inner tribe, the Instagram page, even the podcast was because I was so hungry to meet like my tribe of people. It's like, I wanted to find the people out there that would support me and that do, you know, understand manifestation because I had so many people in my life that were naysayers. And I think it's like, if you could just surround yourself, you know, even if it's online, even if you join a Facebook group or something, just having a few people that are there to like cheer you on for these big things can make all the difference in the world. It could keep you from going down this path of like, self-doubt to getting really excited and it can kind of keep you in that like high vibrational state. So I agree. I think that's such an important part. That's not really talked about enough. Like just how much you need your, your people, like your circle of people that you could share your goals with that you trust and that will be supportive no matter what. So I love that you brought that up. And, 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 you know, sometimes it's, it's hard for us to ask for that help, but you get better at it. It's like a practicing. It's, it's like a, a muscle that you, you know, work out at the gym, it gets better and better. And um, I guess it's, it's, that's been something that I've had to overcome asking for help. And so right before I, I, we got onto our um, chat, I messaged, you know, five of my closest friends and basically said, Hey, this is happening. It's, it's time. And, you know, feel free to send me some good vibes. And, um, you know, I know I've got this and, but it's kind of like, just putting it out there. And I, mm-hmm. I'm now at a place in my life. I think something happens when you get over the age of, you know, like 35, 40, and you just start to have this, I guess, knowingness within yourself. Like um, it, it's because you turn that corner to the other half of your life and you start to not care as much about, uh, you know, there's this famous saying, what other people think of me is none of my business. <laughs> yes. <laughs> and so I think it's, you know, in a nice way, I, I, you know, yes, I take other people's um, opinions and under consideration, but at the end of the day, you've got to have that inner self-belief and, and call on your tribe, like to get you through. Yeah, absolutely. That's so important. And you know, it's, I think there's um, a little bit of a misconception that people think that means, you know, you have to like, just let go of all the people in your life that are negative. And I, I personally don't agree with that. I think you can still, you know, have those people in your life, but just be cautious of like who you share. You don't just share everything about your life with everyone basically. So, you know, like if you have a column that you're going to start writing, it's like, go share that with your tribe and wait until you have that success and then share it with the people that could tend to be negative. So they don't plant that seed of doubt, you know? And it's like, if you could do that, then you're, you're golden. I feel like, um, so you went from writing this column to 
creating the book, putting all these messages in the book. Um, how has that changed your life? I mean, I think it's already incredible, like doing the column, you know, you have these people reaching out to you saying how much you've impacted them. And it's like, imagine if you let fear get in the way and you didn't move forward, all those people, you know, wouldn't have benefited from your writing. But um, how has your life changed since the book? Like, is this what you're, are you um, still writing for the column? Or are you just focused more on like books now? What's, what's going on currently? I guess, you know, um, a lot has happened in that time. That was 2015 that I wrote the columns, did it for a full year. 2016 took another whole year to edit the book. And what I will say about that is, um, you know, it was it was a challenge because uh, I was juggling motherhood and, um, you know, having a, trying to have a business and also, um, you know, writing this book, which was like, you know, so much a part of me and I had to get out there. And what I did was I made a really big decision to every Saturday, I would take myself off to a private room at the local library. And I would just, you know, no social media, no housework, no people around. And I would just edit and work on the book for about five hours every Saturday. And that's how the book got done. So as I went through this journey, I realized, you know, I, I was distinctly told a few years ago that you know from spirit that the reason I had a bit of a challenging time writing the book um, was that I would then one day be able to help other people write mm. their books and you know and that's how um, I sort of became this the book sherpa is what I'm being known for now oh, I love that <laughs> helping other people write their books mm. um, reach their Everest yeah. because you know, we've touched on it already. I think there's uh, a lot of people out there have this idea of a book and it, and it seems like such a scary um, place to how do you get that from inside of you to out onto the page? Mm -hmm. And that's where I think, you know, my, my life has changed a bit now to going into that book coaching. But what I will say is the last few years, I've still been juggling this whole part-time work with passion work. And that's something I've still had to work through. And this in this last 12 months alone, I've had three casual jobs, as well as trying to juggle all of this with the podcast, with the book. And I recently made a decision and it's pretty big and I think it'll, it'll help some of the people that are out there listening. Um, on, as of the 1st of July, I've made a decision that I will be going full time in my business. So, oh, wow. Congratulations. Thank you. And, you know, it has taken a lot of blood, sweat and tears to get to this point. And so in terms of how my life has changed, you know, when I meet people and I tell people I'm an author, it's, it, there's such an, a beautiful transaction that happens because it's not something that, and you would have encountered this already, it's not something that you, as an everyday um, job, I guess. So people right. are immediately intrigued mm -hmm. and they want to know what you write about. And then they want to buy a copy and it's, and it's wonderful. And I always sign all the, the copies of the book. I'll send one your way. Oh, um, please do. I, I really want to read it. Yeah. So I guess, yeah, the, the book has changed my life. It's got me on this path of really embracing my passion work. There's been a few, I guess, delays along the way, really managing that, um, the juggle of the the nine to five stuff, the casual work with mm -hmm. 
wanting to pursue my business full-time and that's happening now I've, I've made that decision and now I'm starting to get um, more interest in book coaching because that's really that's my true true passion that is my calling now so well, it's interesting because you you said I made that decision and it makes me think about, you know, you made that decision to do the column and things worked out so beautifully. And it's like now that you've made right. that decision, I think so many opportunities are going to open up because you have space for it now. You'll have or yeah. you will, you know, in July. So you'll have to keep me posted because I want to hear about what happens because I just I'm sure things are going to really flow Um into your life once you, you know, don't have that extra, um, job or things taking, (laughs) yeah, taking, it takes up headspace. It takes up energy. So, um, I can't wait to, to see Uh, how, how it's going to unfold. Cause of course we don't know, there's probably going to be all kinds of incredible things that will come up by chance. Um, so now your, your main thing is like coaching, coaching people on writing. So do you have any like top tips for anyone that's listening that has pondered the idea and, you know, but they don't really know where to get started um, or they're having some of that doubt, like what would you tell them? Yeah. So look, get a book coach if you can. <laughs> that's, that, that's, <laughs> yeah. that's what I first recommend mm-hmm. because um, it is a hard, it can be a hard journey on your own trying to overcome those fears and doubts. And you said it before, like the, who am I to write this book? I always say to people that if they have this inkling, it, it just a nudge to write a book, then it's come to you for a reason. That is not a, a nothing thing to throw away. So uh, you really need to start to look at backing yourself. And whether that means, yes, you do the way I did and sort of still have some part-time work um, while you're writing, um, that might be the only way you, you make a start, but it's something the more that you keep putting it off and just thinking, you know, we have this, I've done this before, we have this idea that we'll have this phantom time. You know, Wayne Dyer used to talk about um, taking himself off to Hawaii for however many weeks and months at a time to write his books. And and I used to be in such admiration of that concept. Mm -hmm. But for us, you know, working mums, that's just a fantasy. (laughs) Right. Oh, yeah. It's like, I'd I'd love that. But um, actually a friend and I are starting to create writing retreats for that very reason so that people can get away for a few days from their um, everyday existence and actually focus because when you are trying to do the juggle, it it really kind of dilutes. It's, 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 it can be a challenge. You go to work, you have every intention of coming home and writing and it takes quite a lot of, uh, I guess, you know, it's character building and it's resilience and it's drive. You've got to have that drive to be able to do it. And even there were times, you know, back writing the book where I would have loved to just sat on the lounge and watch some TV with my my husband, but I made a decision. I'm going to go and do a little bit of writing. And I used to trick myself in a way and say, okay, I'm, I'm tired and I don't really feel like writing in this moment, but I'm going to go and give it a crack. So maybe 10 minutes and see how I feel. Now, if I write for a few minutes and I'm still tired, I go to bed. So that's my option. But what I found was I'd turn the computer on and start writing. Before I knew it, an hour and a half had passed and I hadn't even noticed. It was just 
a whiz of all this stuff coming out of me that I thought state of flow, that creative flow, right? Exactly. So I kind of, you know, I did a little bit of fake it till you make it stuff, but once I did that, it, it really did flow. And I started to recognize that, okay, if I just give myself this opportunity to write, I write a page, write a paragraph, write a sentence, you know, like come up with a chapter title, anything, something. I have this um, new idea that I, that I teach other aspiring authors and it's called jot because to jot something down is to write something down quickly but I've changed into just one thing. So if you can do just one thing every single day towards your book, whatever that be, some, some kind of writing, it might be looking for some um, support from some tri- your tribe to say, hey, when I get this, I'm writing a book and when I get this done, would you mind taking a look and giving me a testimonial? That's still taking action on your actual your book. Um, and, you know, there's some advice that I give people like, write the book for yourself first and foremost a lot of people want to go into writing a book um yeah people have got great stories to tell that will transform other people's lives and be inspiring yet uh and that will happen naturally i'll tell you that but if you can write it from your the place of you being your best first customer um write it for yourself almost like therapy then you will find that whatever has to come out will come out and you can edit it later if you feel like there's you know there's a lot about being vulnerable when you're writing a book you really are putting yourself out there to the world so you know there's there's more things to overcome but if you can just um do a little bit every day and um get yourself in a place where you know this has come to me for a reason i'm going what have i got to lose you know this might be that that moment, the decision that changes my whole life. Right. Oh, I love, I love that you said that because it's like, you have, you really don't have anything to lose, but you have everything to gain. It's like, okay, if you, let's say the book doesn't end up doing well or whatever, you're no worse off than you were before, but let's say it does amazing. Your whole life changes. All your dreams can come true. And I love your jot idea, just one thing. It's like, just imagine if you every day just wrote one page, just one page, you'd have 365 pages by the end of the, it's, it just takes a little bit over time. And I love how you like simplify it. I know when, um, when I was approached by the publisher, it was a short deadline. So I was kind of panicked and thinking, how am I going to do this? You know, I was pregnant. I had a one-year-old a mess, right? It's like mom, you know, us moms, we have so much on our plates already. And then I'm thinking, how am I going to write a whole book? And, um, I, I looked at the outline and I thought, okay, it's 20 chapters, but I'm not writing 20 chapters. I'm writing 20 blog articles because for some reason, when I told myself, it's just a blog article, it made it so much easier and I was able to do it, but it's like, just hearing that it's a chapter in a full book, like made it seem impossible. So it's like these little things that you can kind of trick your mind into believing um, can make all the difference in the world. But that's a reason why it's so great to have a coach because they can help you. Like you can help people um, just make those little shifts so that it doesn't seem so impossible. That's it. And, um, you know, when you do the, um, when you do the book coaching with people, I often find that 
I'm able to bring in, I guess, my spiritual tools, which is something that I haven't seen before. So when I start coaching with people, I get them into that um, place of like we do a card. I've done a card reading for them either just before the session or during the session. Mm -hmm. And that gives them that um, understanding. And there's always these amazing messages that comes through to show them that, hey, the the universe wants you to do this. So let's do it together. Like, you know, I'm really just, you know, there to hold the hand and give a pat on the back and, and point them out point them into the right direction of how they can go about this and yes give them some mechanics and things like that which as you said some people starting out with writing a book maybe have have no idea where to start mm-hmm. and um but there are tools out there that you can get to to help you and and if you're just starting to think about this idea then then you're on the path you know you've made a step in the oh, right yeah direction. absolutely absolutely well um let me know where, or let everyone know where they can find you for your coaching. Because I, I know they're just in the inner tribe. I, a lot of people have mentioned that, you know, they know they have a book in them and are kind of at that stage where it it kind of seems impossible at the moment, but, um, something that they're starting to ponder. And then just let us know like where we can find you. I'll, I'll obviously link everything in the show notes and, and your book and everything, but where can everyone find you? So if people go to um, website, www.sharonhalliday, S-H-A-R-O-N-H-A-L-L-I-D-A-Y.com. And there's my shops on there so they can have a look. I've got some really good sales on at the moment, some amazing resources starting at $22 Australian for, you know, um, a, like a, a mini book coaching um, product, like a writer's mini writer's course. So that might be where they start. Anyone who goes onto my website and subscribes gets my free handy hints of, um, you know, writing hints and tips. So that might be where they start. And it really is, you know, we talk a lot about it in the manifestation world and with the law of attraction. It's about developing that momentum. So today you might go and do that and get this document, a free report about how to um start writing or you'll you'll take a course or something like that or get or look into some book coaching and then tomorrow you might just write a paragraph and you're on your way like you know there's that famous saying that a year from now you will wish you had started today and you think how quickly a year passes by and you can have your book done like it's it's, so true we're already in may like how crazy is that like I want everyone to stop and think about that for a second, you know, think about your goals at the beginning of the year. And now we're almost halfway through the year. So it's like, it's now would be a great time. Like you can, it's never too late to start. And like you said, maybe it's one paragraph, but just get started. Yeah. And I guess just keep trusting in your, in yourself that this has come to you for a reason Mm -hmm. that there's someone out there right now that wants what you've got to offer that they're they're waiting for those words that might change their life or you know and as I said you write it for yourself first but there are people ready um interested in what you have to say and if at the end of it you end up just with a book that's your legacy that's something you can say hey I wrote a book that's enough you know it's leaving your mark on the world Like that's kind of, you know, I thought, how cool is it that you're like leaving something that will be here long after we're gone? It's, it's really cool. You know, that's one of my favorite parts of, um, 
you know, why I write books and, and why I encourage others to do so because that's a pretty special legacy to leave behind. And, yeah, it gives yeah. your life that extra meaning, I think, when, when we, we get so busy day to day, caught up in what we're doing. Um, and, at the, you know, that just gives you such, uh, I guess, zest for life to know I'm leaving something behind for my friends, family and the world. Oh, beautifully said. I love that. Well, I normally ask people what they're currently manifesting, but I already know you already said you're, you're going to be leaving your job and doing this full time. So I want you to keep me posted and let me know all the incredible things that happen because I know now that you made the decision, it's going to, it's going to be great. So thank you so much for coming on. I really appreciate it and we'll talk soon. Yeah. And I am manifesting one other thing that when you come to Australia, we'll get to meet up. So that's in my. Absolutely. Yes. <laughs> and it will happen one of these days, maybe when the kiddos are a little bit older, but I will definitely be calling you and it'll be great. I, I'm just so excited. I know that's, that's part of my path. I don't know when, but you'll be the first to know. <laughs> Thank you so much. Thank you for having me. And thank you, Sharon. All of your audience. Thank you.